0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to That One Time, the podcast. This is our first full episode. You got Joe here, and I'm with Rafa Cruz.
1: What up, what up?
0: We're going to get right to it. Just talk to you guys about it, uh, how this all came to be, who we are, and uh, then just tell you guys a couple stories. All right.
1: Well, uh, where should we start, Rafa? Well, let's just uh, let's tell everybody who... And uh how we how we came to to be such close buddies. So um, Sounds good to yeah, me. I guess I'll I guess I'll start off. My name's Ralph Cruz. I am from Napa Valley. Uh grew up in a small little town called Saint Helena. Um uh, did my college days in Santa Barbara, which is uh where I met Joe here. We actually um you know, we were roommates at one point, co-workers ended up being in each other's weddings. Uh, definitely just, you know, close close buds that have a lot of crazy stories that we like to share with you. So, uh, Joe, how about you?
0: Yeah, man. Um, you know, I, I myself uh, grew up in uh, L.A., uh, spent a lot of time there, then Santa Barbara, and now I'm in Portland. But uh, where I met Rafa was Santa Barbara, California. We actually met uh, at the same job, a unique job um, uh, of all places, a medical marijuana dispensary. Uh, I think the best that there ever was. And uh, that's a story for another time. But um, that's how we met. And from there, we, you know, we lived pretty much across the street from each other. We became roommates, uh, became each other's groomsmen. And here we are, uh, co-host on a podcast. So um, that's a little bit about us. And now we're just gonna get right into some stories here. Uh, this uh, this episode here is gonna be more like a little bit of a duet, just us two telling some stories. Um, you know, no guests this time around, but there will be in future episodes. And um, this episode is that one time we took a plane. The uh, Reason why we're going with planes here is because it's our pilot episode. Uh, some like some TV shows, they have the pilot episode, which is the first episode, and. Kind of a little play on words there and how we want to roll about it here. Uh, so what we want to do this uh, this very first episode is kind of go through uh, just a few plane rides we took on one trip alone. Um, that was our trip to Europe back in 2009. Um, a lot of stops along the way. A lot of good times there. Um, we're only going to be talking about the flights in the airports. But there will be more follow-up in future episodes about our actual big, trip there which uh, has a lot of stories to, uh, a lot of fun stories to share. So yeah, uh Rafa, where should we start here? Should we start uh at the beginning of our uh travels? Um I, I'm
1: thinking LAX is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So as, as Joe mentioned, we we were um coworkers at a medical marijuana dispensary. Kind of a funny story how we ended up getting that job. Um I guess we'll give you a little background on that. Oh, yeah. I think it's worth telling. So I had moved to uh, Santa Barbara kind of on a whim. Um, I visited my sister who was going to, to college there for a weekend and I ended up never leaving. I love Santa Barbara, everything about it, you know, the vibe, a bunch of people my age. I was on the beach. I uh, didn't really have a plan. Um, ended up working at American Eagle for a little bit, not making any money, just kind of farting around. And I... um kind of fell into this job at, at the pot shop at the Helping Hands Wellness Center is actually the name of this, this uh, dispensary, medical marijuana dispensary that Joe and I ended up working at. You're going to hear that a lot throughout this podcast. We're going to probably refer to it as the hands. But uh, yeah, just ended up getting my my recommendation. A buddy took me there for my first trip to any sort of pot shop, any sort of dispensary. And they had a now hiring sign on the door. I I went back every day for probably a week, just trying to get trying to get in, trying to get this job. And lo and behold, that's uh, that's exactly what happened. I ended up being one of the security guards, <laughs> which uh, uh, by job title is kind of funny if um, if you can picture uh, five foot 10, 150 and fifty pound security guard at a at a pot shop, but. That's actually where I met Joe, and we ended up taking this little trip together to Europe with our boss from that club uh, a couple of years later, and what we're going to go over right now is kind of just a little bit of the crazy airport stories that we had, and yeah, so as Joe's saying, it's it started in LAX, which was the closest international place to fly out of. We were headed to, uh, to Spain we we went to madrid first right joe yeah
0: and uh, real quick before i hop into that cuz you, you bring up a pretty good point um with with helping hands it it kind of all ties into this trip too cuz um you know when i got hired there the, the one question during during our interview i think it's worth mentioning
1: oh yeah definitely
0: that one question i, I think you remember it it was uh you know if you were rain dropping eagle land anywhere in the world where would you, where would it be and um i uh, I picked Ibiza, uh, the party Island off the Mediterranean coast of Spain. And, um, you know, funny question I got during that interview actually ended up being a question. I would start asking people myself later in life during interviews when I was managing businesses. And, um, it, it was a fan favorite, but, um, you know, funny enough, that's kind of part of our Europe trip and how we ended up two years later being with our, our boss in Europe, um, and so it all sprouted from there me meeting rafa and us heading on this trip so i, I think it's definitely something i wanted to
1: point out and mention <laughs> oh yeah and the abiza the abiza is a future episode as well that was that was a crazy time for anyone who doesn't know what abiza is like joe was saying it is literally a little party island off the coast of spain uh go if you can do it uh we yes we will get into that at a later time but Yes, the pilot episode has has uh this this week's theme, so we started in in l a x and we were i was i just turned twenty one at the time I might have been twenty one and a half, so you know drinking had just become a pretty big part of my life and <laughs> <laughs> not that it you know i mean it it, it might have been before that, but let's just say you know going to a bar just became the greatest thing ever as, as it does for most 21 year olds. And that's kind of where this story begins. We were waiting for our flight to be, I'm sorry, to Madrid at uh, at LAX, got there a little early. And naturally as a couple of 21 year olds, we decided to, to grab a cocktail. Oh, Joe, what was, oh man, the, the people that you meet in, airport bars are some of the most interesting people everyone's got a story about where they're going where they're coming from what's going on and and oh man joe what was her name uh oh yeah i'll never forget uh, mary lou um <laughs> left an impression <laughs> quite an impression so mary lou was our first airport bar uh character that that we met we were leaving pretty early in the morning and airport bars have awesome hours. Mary Lou had had been there for a while already. Joe and I grab our little cocktails, we get to talking. And Mary Lou was just hilarious. She was just cracking jokes. She was from the south with a name like Mary Lou, I guess you can kind of put that together. You know, we ended up having a couple of drinks together. She was telling us a bunch of stories about her family. And all of a sudden, she asked us what time it was, and I think at this point it must have been 10 a.m. She said, "Oh, well, missed another flight. I guess I'll, I guess I'll have another." And Joe and I are just looking at each other like, "Oh my goodness, this woman has just been drinking and missing flights." And you know what, Joe? I think I think it was I think it was because she was on her way to. I think it was her mom's funeral, and she was kind of just like delaying. Oh yeah, getting be. on that flight and and coming to terms with reality. But oh man, Mary Lou was having, I was having a ball. Yeah, she was in good spirits and having good spirits. <laughs> having good spirits, yeah. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, that and uh, another funny thing about Lex while we were there, um, I actually was dating someone um, uh, named Catherine. And uh, her sister CJ was dating um, uh, one of our coworkers, and we we just started barely started dating right before this trip, and so we get to the airport. And when we got to the airport, we walked by the stand, and there were two books right next to each other, and the authors were CJ something and Catherine something, just side to side, and it was, it was just a little a little strange. But uh, I just remember seeing that, and it was just like right after i you know i started my friend and my coworker and i just started dating these uh these two sisters and it, i mean it was just a very strange thing um i i won't forget
1: that i think we even took a picture <laughs> oh yeah we got we got a couple photos i think we got a photo of, of every airport encounter every airport bar and i do remember you know i was looking at those photos the other day and i didn't remember what the whole cj book thing was so that's that's funny. And, you know, I always, I always try to look for good omens and stuff before I get on a plane, you know, and I guess that's kind of, that's kind of was our good omen to the, to the start of this trip. And, you know, everything's more interesting when you're buzzed too. So <laughs> Yeah. that was <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then we get to the lovely city of Madrid. That's going to be another story as well. Just the whole experience of that, uh, you know, when when you're going to Europe, when you're traveling, you're taking all kinds of transportation. But there's these awesome airlines within Europe, EasyJet and Ryanair. They're about 50 euros a flight. You can get wherever you want to pretty, pretty quickly, pretty affordably. Not very comfortably. I'll say that much. But uh, that was our next flight in the span of, I want to say, 72 hours. Uh, and then Joe, yeah. What, what's, uh, what happened on our next one? Yeah. So we went
0: to Ibiza and, um, you know, uh, that, as you mentioned, I think it was easy jet. It was like these orange bucket seats, uh, kind of reminded me of what I sat in when I was in kindergarten and, um, yeah, just got on over there. It was only like less than an hour flight. And honestly, it was, um, a lot of young people just kind of have a good time. So it was kind of a fun flight. Um, but yeah, we got there and, uh, i'm trying to remember the oh yeah i do remember one thing in the airport there um we and this this story will mainly be preserved for our europe story but um we we found out the hard way that um uh, the taps in in a lot of the hotels there had salt water so Hmm. um when we were leaving you know uh, and I'm trying to preserve this story as best as possible, Um, we we found out that it was mainly just our hotel that had salt water in the taps, and everyone else's hotel didn't have salt water, so uh, we did a little kind of survey at that airport, and that's what we found out, is that our only, our hotel really
1: had the salt water, not everyone else's, so. Oh, man, yeah. that is, that is, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean, yeah, as Joe said, we'll definitely get into that for a future episode, but if you can imagine not expecting saltwater to be coming out of taps uh we'll, we'll definitely get into the whole Ibiza side of the story uh from Ibiza we went to France so Paris was our next stop nothing kind nothing too crazy happened in in that airport on the flight other than just being extremely hungover from partying in Ibiza for as long as we did but something kind of crazy happened at the airport after we landed uh it, it it involves a train but let's let's just say I'll never forget this aspect of the Charles de Gaulle airport <laughs> oh man I'm gonna let you go start this one yeah, so
0: you know we're still in the airport, but in order to leave the airport, we had to get on on the metro and i I mean. I'm pretty familiar with metros. I've done them plenty in Spain. I, I, you know, my, my Half my family's from Spain, so I've gone there plenty. And uh, I've done them in L.A., which it's nothing to write home about. But in France, I've never taken the metro. So I remember Rafa kind of telling me that, you know, there's a, a buzzing noise. And when the doors close, that's it. You got to be in there because that thing will cut your hand off. And I was like, OK, you know, like I need to get in that door as quickly as possible as soon as the door opens. So that's what I did, you know. We um we got to the metro st- stop, and I was I wanted to be first to get in there. And the door's open. I bolted right in there, and I uh, looked behind me, and I'm waiting for Rafa, and um I'm not seeing him get in, and I'm just looking back, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, he's gonna get in, he's gonna get in.
1: And uh, Rafa, do you want to take it from here? <laughs> well, Rafa was a little hungover at that point, <laughs> and Joe was moving a lot quicker than I was, and yeah, there is this this alarm, this kind of wah. Sound, uh, yeah. I I uh, actually did live in France for a year of my life, uh, so I was very familiar with taking trains there and and what to do, what not to do. That's that's going to be another episode as well. We're giving you a lot of a lot of sneak peeks here, but Joe uh, jumped on the train just before I could. The doors closed. Luckily, we both knew the stop of where we needed to go. We had to check into our hostel. By about 2 p.m., we were kind of up against the clock. That was the train to catch. One, you know, 100% needed to get on that in order to get to our hostel in time. So I'm just waving to Joe. I see him looking at me through the closed door of the train, and I'm just I'm pointing. I said, "Go, go! Don't worry about me. Get off at Champs Elysees. That's where we need to go." And I just I'm sitting there, happy as a clam watching the train go away Joe seems to be fine he's just you know okay okay I'll I'll meet you there well we ended up meeting at that train station just in time not not you know just in the nick of time not missing our our reservation at the hostel by any means but in between us getting to the hostel and that train leaving something crazy happened I'm gonna tell my side real quick and then Joe I'm gonna I'm gonna let you, you know actually why don't you tell your side for a show
0: Sure. so you know I hear champelyse or you know I can't speak French a little but um, Champ elyse and I said okay and so I you know I'm pretty sure I got to that exit uh, exit I got off the Metro and I'm sitting there and I'm like okay I'm gonna wait for him easy as long as I got the right place I'm pretty sure I got the the name right. And uh, there's these signs up above me that I think in French say first train, second train. Um, pretty, pretty easy to make out. I mean, there was, you know, it said like 10 and 8 uh, or 10 and 7, something like that in a digital display. So I, I imagine that was the first train coming, second train coming. And then it went down to like 9, you know, 9, 7, I believe, 8, 6, uh, 7, 5. Uh, I think it got down to 6, 4, 5, 3. And uh, all of a sudden, it seemed like time stopped. I'm like, why is it not moving along? Or am I just staring at this too, you know, like too impatiently? And then then I realized that the numbers start blinking. And I'm like, okay, that's strange. And uh, then after a little bit, uh, there's an announcement on the intercom. And I don't understand a, a fucking word of it. Um, but I was waiting to see the people around me, what they do. And all lo and behold, everyone starts walking out of the station i'm like okay that that's not good uh so i I'm, I'm a little bit uh frantic at this point and i just blurt out you know hey does anyone speak any english and from across the tracks uh there's a couple that luckily responded they say we speak a little bit And i'm like okay great i'm like what's going on and uh they look back at me and they say oh the, the train crashed i'm like oh f- fuck like uh so i'm I'm starting to have a panic attack uh you know this is uh i'm I'm just like a college kid getting by, so I, I had a flip phone, maybe maybe an LG chocolate you know iPhones weren't the thing back then, and I didn't have international plans, so i was I didn't have a way to call Rafa or get a hold of him so i'm I'm freaking out at this point i'm you know I thought I've just told the train crashed, so I'm like, okay, Rafa was on that train, he was on the next train, that train crashed he was on it. What the fuck? um but i'm like maybe
1: he's okay um you know i don't know uh what should- So <laughs> it was it's it's kind of i mean like not not like train crashes are funny that is actually not what happened at all but joe had this impression that that i had that i had died <laughs> and i'm sitting there so meanwhile we'll go back to the to the original train platform i'm waiting to get on the train and all of a sudden i hear the announcement and i'm you know i, I do speak French and kind of couldn't really make it out. And I asked somebody next to me, like, what happened? Well, what happened is the train didn't crash. That was a mistranslation. I don't know why (laughs) that person told that to you, Joe, but I would have been shitting my pants as well. (laughs) Uh, What actually happened was somebody jumped in front of the train uh, to commit suicide, which is actually pretty common. in in larger cities like Paris. Uh, So that's what happened. All the trains stopped running uh, for at least as long as I needed to get there. So I'm running out of the metro. I'm trying to hail a cab. This is, as Joe was saying, 2009 iPhones weren't a thing. Neither was Uber. I had to, you know, kind of fight my way to get into this cab. Everyone was trying to get one after the train shut down. So I'm rushing. I tell the guy, "Go to Champs Elysees. My friend is there. I can't lose him." We, you know, I actually <laughs> did lose Joe in a foreign <laughs> country, which is once again another story that we'll get into. But he's like, "I got you, man. No worries." We go through all the little tiny ruse, and we get to the train station, and I'm I'm sweating bullets. I'm looking for Joe through a sea of people there. And I finally find him. He's sitting down on his on a duffel bag or whatever he had with him. And he just looks like he's about to cry. He's just pale as a ghost. And I'm like, oh, shit. What's going on? So I go up to him. I'm like, hey, Joe, you're here. Great. And man, you, you just jump up and you're like, you hug me. Like, I thought you died. I'm like, oh, shit. What happened, man? <laughs> and Only then did I know that he was told that the train had crashed. And I'm I'm just lucky that you didn't go anywhere, man. I could have lost yeah. you in Paris. I would have never seen you again, man. Paris is huge. Yeah, I you know, I it's not the
0: first time I got lost. And from my few experiences, especially with my parents, I just always stayed put and that's how thing how they ended up finding me. So I pretty much <laughs> stayed put in the station for as long as I could bear it. And then I finally as I was actually giving up and making my way out to find someone to help me. Uh, that's that's where I ran into you. So luckily, you know, you caught me just in time because I probably would have been lost five minutes later.
1: Oh, and I can only imagine what would have happened then. Yeah. Oh, so Paris was cool. Yeah. Paris was great. (laughs) And uh,
0: a lot more we'll be talking about there in uh, upcoming episodes for sure.
1: Yeah. We just want to, you know, keep with the theme of, you know, the travel and stuff. And I should mention, though, for future episodes, we will be letting you know on our uh, Facebook page uh, that one time in the podcast, what the upcoming topics are going to be. We would love for you to call, hop on a podcast with us, or even if you want to, you know, uh, post, a, send us a message of the story. You know, let's just say that the next topic is that one time in Europe please let us know your crazy europe stories we'd be happy to have you on that's the whole point of this podcast is just getting the stories that we always tell our friends out to kind of a broader audience our friends are so sick of hearing these stories and you know we just <laughs> we just want to share it with uh, with the rest of the world so
0: absolutely yeah, absolutely, yeah. just a growing community you know um uh, we do have a, uh, an email uh, that one time the podcast at gmail.com you can feel free to send us uh send us a story there um you know, and we, we'll, we might we might just run with it um again uh upcoming episodes, you'll know what's going on, and if you have something that just pops in your head, might as well share it with us um so yeah, getting back to our travels in europe we uh we went from Paris to amsterdam uh we did take a train for that uh, as I recall, so um I guess we can just skip ahead to where we left amsterdam and uh from there instead of going west to go home which you know would make sense uh we we had a pretty funny economical itinerary uh so we went east first and we went to warsaw poland uh just for a pit stop and then made our way west i think back to new york then back to la and then ultimately back to santa barbara um but it's the next little story we have here would be on our polish flight i believe um and that plane uh, it was an lot plane i don't know if you call it lot or if it's just lot and it stands for something in polish but i do remember that type of plane it was um i remember it's like you know the only other plane that i've been on like this was a lufthansa uh, which is like a german airline and at that time at least you couldn't even play your cd player because it messed with their instruments so like you, you you're pretty much stuck with you know hopefully having a movie to watch um and if, and the other thing I came across was that the alcohol was free because it was an international flight. So that was super cool. And I definitely took advantage of that. And I had plenty of maybe six, seven whiskey and Cokes. Um, in the span of that time, um, my flight attendant was uh, only speaking Polish to me and I, I, I couldn't you know, I had a tough time communicating with her and she, I could tell she was getting frustrated with me, especially after each drink I've had. And, uh, there were things like she was trying to t- ask me to do, like, you know, close my, my window. Um, cause I had the the window seat. Um, and I think it was light out. And maybe, I you mean, know, I think people were trying to get to sleep and I might've been like the only person with their w- my window open. So after a few attempts of trying to tell me what to do, I finally closed the window. But she was already frustrated at that point, and I could tell. Um, Well, anyway, came to maybe my sixth, seventh drink, and then she comes up to me and in perfect English uh, says, would you like apple juice now? (laughs) I I, I started laughing um, because I was like, oh, you do speak English. Okay. Um, No, thank you. I would like another Jack and Coke. Um, (laughs) And so, uh, you know, I I, I definitely – uh, she wasn't too pleased to hear that, but I was pleased to know that she spoke some English too. Um, and,
1: yeah. Well, you know what I wasn't pleased about? So this was the flight home. You know, Joe and I had traveled together up until about this point. We were separated on this flight. And like Joe was saying, this was an old school plane. You couldn't use your, your music, your headphones, whatever. Uh, there was a, one of those old, old school giant projectors that was playing the Hannah Montana movie in Polish. And that was my only source of entertainment. I was in the back of the plane. Joe was on the other side, up towards the front. Uh, He got the memo that there was free drinks. And I did not. I was sitting there like a good boy, (laughs) drinking my water out of my little sippy cup and trying to watch the the (laughs) Hannah Montana movie with uh, this dude just standing in my way. I kept trying to get him to like sit down and nudge him. I was like, excuse me, sir. He kept looking at the screen like, what? You really want to watch this? I'm like, dude, it's it's like an eight-hour flight. Please just let me do this. <laughs> I actually so- enjoyed that movie, but I, I did have a few drinks in me. So. <laughs> I, oh, I mean, yeah. The Hannah Montana movie, 100%, <laughs> man.
0: I just remember her running through a revolving door um, multiple times, uh, and that's the only scene
1: I remember. Ah, oh, you didn't miss much, man. <laughs> you, you had you had the Jack and Cokes on tap, yep, <laughs> and, and apple juice if you wanted it. Yeah, but, uh... I skipped it though. Um. <laughs> so then, and then I think one of the craziest things that's ever happened to me in an airport is actually what happened next. We uh, we made it back to New York, JFK Airport, where we had another little layover, and we had kind of made it a running thing to uh you know, to find all the merry Lou's in, in the world that we can and just have a good time, you know, with with all the walks of life at the airport bars. But it started with a really interesting bartender who uh happened to be the cousin of somebody pretty famous, huh Joe? Oh yeah, yeah. Um it was the I believe he was the cousin of Usain
0: Bolt. Um and yeah, he he's talking to us about it and then um uh you know i i don't remember the it's the most random part of the conversation i remember with this person but we are either talking about the atlantic ocean or the pacific ocean um i think we were telling him about how you know in ibiza the you could see like 20 feet into the water it was so clear and warm and i think where this bartender grew up he was saying that you know like kind of the same for him um he might have said maybe he's from the caribbean um but he you know i was like yeah you know back home the the pacific ocean you can't see anything in the water and he was just saying that he would not you know if he can't see his, if he doesn't see his toes in the water he isn't going in and <laughs> <laughs> that was just kind of like his uh his little you know motto about swimming in the sea <laughs> but uh i just remember having that random funny conversation with him and um i couldn't remember much else besides you know the uh the name drop of usain bolt <laughs>
1: Yeah. Kind of random. I mean, I guess New York is, is, is a melting pot and that's exactly, that's exactly where this next, this story takes a crazy turn. So as, um, as I had mentioned before, I spent a year of my life in France and that, that kind of comes to play in this, in this story. Uh, while I was in France, I actually dated this girl who was another exchange student uh, we had linked up through the Rotary Club who, you know, set up the whole foreign exchange for us. And the Rotary Club was really cool about getting all the exchange students in the immediate area together once a month. And, you know, kind of letting all these kids from across the world pick each other's brains about cultures, whatever. Anyway, that that's a long story. Long story short, I ended up dating one of these other foreign exchange students and she was from... New Zealand when we were in the bar in JFK we uh decided to you know chat up everyone that was sitting around us there was this couple I believe they were elementary school teachers from uh from New York City I don't know what they were doing there they weren't that interesting but there was this other guy there who uh you know he ordered another beer another beer please and I'm like oh that's uh that accent, man. What you got going on there? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm from New Zealand. And New Zealand is a tiny country. I'm sure everyone is aware of that. They have more sheep than they have people. And, you know, mm-hmm. you, one of the things that I learned about New Zealand is you always break it into, you know, kind of an East Coast, West Coast thing like we do here. It's, you're from North Island or you're from South Island. So just getting into this conversation with this guy, his name was Dennis. He's like, oh, he's from New Zealand, huh? Are you from North or South Island? He's like, "Oh, oh, I'm from North Island. And just joking, just joking. I was like, you don't, you wouldn't happen to know. I'm going to change her name here just for the sake of the story. You wouldn't happen to know Eileen Bogan, would you? And he actually was best friends with her grandfather. <laughs> wow! So small, world. small, freaking world, man. This was this was about six. What was it? 2009. Yeah, about six years after my foreign exchange, and I'm sitting there having a beer with my ex girlfriend from New Zealand's grandfather's best friend. So, you never know who you're gonna run into in a bar, and especially an airport bar. I always recommend just chad people up and getting. Getting everybody's story—you never know if Usain Bolt's cousin's gonna be <laughs> giving you, you know, a shot here or there. If you're gonna end up sitting next to—oh, holy shit! I even forgot. So, that was on the uh, Joe. Do you remember that? That was on the train ride from. I think it was when we actually got into. Yeah. We were going from Paris to Amsterdam. You, you that guy from Chicago. Wasn't
0: yeah? was I thought he was from Napa too, or you ran into someone from Napa too? But I'm. Um... Well, no, he
1: was from Chicago, but he dated my child, one of my sister's childhood best friends. So we ended up taking pictures with pictures with him. Yeah, I was saying, man, I was looking through these pictures the other day. I was like, holy shit, I forgot about this dude who dated Helen back in the day. And yeah, it's it's always crazy. It, it, as as crazy as it is, you never know who you're gonna run into. So. That was the point of this episode, you know, just kind of meeting the different walks of life, airport bars, crazy travels, potential train crashes, yeah. suicides. <laughs> it's all happened within the span of about 13 days. So, yeah. And you thanks know, for listening. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's just I uh, want to just give you guys a
0: taste here of what's to come. This is, you know, our, our pilot episode, just getting things started here. Um a lot of sneak peeks, as we mentioned, being thrown in. But honestly, um, I think it's a good way to get things started. And as we unfold the upcoming stories, it'll just we'll just be able to lay it all out for you. Um, and it's not just going to be our stories you're hearing. You're going to be hearing stories from people that we know that we were there with. Or they were the, if they were there, we know that these are valid stories. Um, and if they're there, maybe they're there with other people that are going to hop on. Again, we want this to be a growing group of people just sharing their stories, you know, it's my, it's, it's my belief that like stories, la, uh, stories live as long as they're still being told. And this is one way we can, you know, keep that happening and find that gold out there that, you know, people just are, are just keeping in their heads, not, not even knowing it's there.
1: Um, so, you know, one, yeah, thing, yeah, exactly. We definitely want to hear from you. And if there's a topic that we have coming up, Once again, reach out Uh, right off the top of my head. We're definitely going to do that one time in Santa Barbara. That's probably going to be a few episodes. Uh, We'll have that one time in Europe as well. We'll have that one time, you know, if if you got any suggestions, if you have that one time that you, uh, you know, took a dance class and something funny happened, we want to hear these things. As Joe was saying, you know, we want we want these stories to live on and we'd love to have this be kind of a growing community and have it be, you know, something that you're going to look forward to. So absolutely. And, uh, you know, for our next episode, uh, which
0: is actually going to be coming up soon and typically we're going to space these out maybe one to every one to three weeks, you know, given the time of, time of year, you know, the holidays, stuff like that coming up. Um, but I think our next episode is actually going to be up and coming pretty quickly, uh, being that Halloween's not far away at all. Um, we're, we're, we we want to do a Halloween special that one time on Halloween. Uh, we're we're looking to have our first guest on that episode if we can. Um, but uh, we do have some good stories to share there. And then following that, we want to just dive in and kind of give you explain a little more about what happened in Europe because uh, we sn- did some sneak peeks of it. You need to hear it. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have a, a couple potential guests for that one as well. And then from there, you know, we have that, as Matt Rafa mentioned, Santa Barbara episode coming up, um, where we have a special guest for sure coming on uh, who was there, witnessed that illness to shooting from a, a crazy perspective. Uh, we might even actually, actually have a couple people that were there that might be hopping on. And uh, a lot of these are just part one of many. Like this episode right here, uh, we, we have a lot of other flight stories of, of our own and of, of, of other people we know we'd love to share. And we'll just kind of uh, add on. And so, yeah, uh, that's, that's pretty much uh, where,
1: we, where we wanted to get started with y'all. Rob. Absolutely. And we appreciate you taking the time to listen to The Pilot. And be sure to check us out. And stay tuned for that one time, the podcast, episode two.
0: Yeah, and we don't have a sign-off yet. Um, we are still playing around with that, but we <laughs> coming up with a good sign-off, and we are coming up with a theme song. Uh, that You'll see that in the upcoming episodes as well. Right on, right on. But until then, stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned.